This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. John, uh, a tie. We've never experienced one of these as a uh, Texans fan nor media member before. What are your What are your feelings coming out of this tie right off the top? Well, first thing, Sean, I'd like to point out, I've got my report card, an extensive report card, much more in-depth than I ever did for the Chronicle. It's on Sports Radio. 610.com and it's kind of weird you know they were underdogs or seven six and a half seven so you know but they could have won if this had been a game where they had rallied like the Colts did I think people would feel better about it but the fact they should have won they blew a 20 to 3 lead I think people do feel bad about it and they should Lovey Smith I think what happened, he didn't trust his defense that he said was drained. And I don't think he trusts his offense. They hadn't done squat in four series. And going back to the strip sack by speed that Laramie Tunsil let speed run by him while he was doing a double team with Kenyon Green. And from that point on, the offense was terrible. And the defense, and Lovey did mention this, he said it was drained. And if Burkhead hadn't lost two yards uh, on that third and one, I guess they would have gone for it. But the way I look at it is they're not going to the playoffs. And a loss isn't all that bad if you if you think about next year's draft. And I know it's too early to do that, but I would have I would have gone for it on fourth and three. And I don't think anybody would have complained about it. No, John, I, I can tell you, I just got done fielding dozens of phone calls on the postgame show. And the, the the people that were irate that he didn't choose to go for it on fourth and three as opposed to punting, it was like 90% to 10%. I put up a poll on Twitter, too, and the numbers kind of bear that out, too. It's 80-something percent for people who are saying, yeah, we wanted to see him. We wanted to see him go for it right there. You're absolutely right, John. I think given where this team is, you know, given the the fact that losses are not the worst thing in the world for where this team is probably going to finish, Clint and I were saying on the postgame show, can you imagine if they finish a half game out, like if this tie ends up keeping them out of the number one spot in the draft at the end of the year? I'll tell you what's even worse. 
if that tie keeps them from getting home field advantage in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. We were all in the media room and everybody was complaining. I said, yeah, all you guys won't be complaining at the end of the season if the tie helps them get home field advantage in the playoffs. Yeah. And a couple of them looked at me like I was serious. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so, um, so John, you and I are both in agreement on that. We would like to have seen Lovey go for it there. Just a few numbers to your point. That turnover, the strip sack fumble, after that turnover, not including the kneel down at the end of regulation by Mills, the Texans ran 16 plays for 24 yards the rest of the game. So I'm completely with you. I know exactly why Lovey did what he did. He had zero confidence in either side of the ball to go and execute um, a, a fourth and three, or if they didn't execute the fourth and three and they got stopped, he didn't have confidence that his defense wouldn't give up a chunk play to allow another Rodrigo uh, Blankenship field goal. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Which brings me to the other thing that I think a lot of people are talking about. You and I are going to do four stock up and four stock down here in just a minute. But the big storylines from this game, other than the tie and the Lovey Smith punt, and we were talking about this up in the press box, as you probably were, why are we seeing so much of Rex Burkhead today? The, 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 final, the final tally on the box score, Rex Burkhead had 19 touches in this game. Damian Pierce had 12 touches in this game. And it felt a lot more lopsided than that. Because it felt like in the situations that were big situations, like that third and one in overtime, Lovey Smith and Pep Hamilton went to Rex Burkhead in those situations. John, if this is a trend that holds up, this is going to be another thing that eats away at the trust of Texan fans. If Rex Burkhead is once again featured on this offense more than other people, especially more than Damian Pierce, this is going to be a big problem for a lot of people. Well, I did some investigating and I found out why that was. And I tweeted it during the game. Burkhead's getting all these touches because Jack Easterby's calling the plays. <laughs> is that is the only explanation you yeah. can possibly give for Burkhead, who led the team in rushing last year for the fewest yards in the history of this franchise for a leading rusher. And nothing against Burkhead. He's a third down back. He, he blocks, he can catch pretty well. But my goodness, he's not going to get any better. And it's not like Damian Pierce has a fumbling problem. I thought it was terrible strategy. Unless your goal is to have Burkhead average 2.9 a carry, your team to average 2.8, which is even worse than your 3.4 that was the worst in the NFL last season. Yeah, John, it's just the frustrating thing. And here's the thing. You brought up this point. We're talking about this in the aftermath of a tie, which mathematically was a successful day if you're somebody who believes in point spreads. You know, you they were a touchdown underdog in this game, more than a touchdown earlier in the week um, until the line moved. And so just mathematically, this was a game where the Texans actually showed up and competed with the team that I think is the best team in their in their division. And here we are after the game, and we're talking about the Texans, I think, I think giving back a lot of goodwill that they had built up through the preseason. You know, I think Lovey, it was hard for Lovey to do anything wrong in the preseason just because everybody felt so good about him as a hire. I think he, with a lot of people, he gave a lot of that back today. And I think the other thing that was, that to me, I was enthusiastic about with the Texans was their handling of Damian Pierce in the preseason seemed to indicate 
that we were gone were the days where rookies were sent into the corner and they had to earn their way out of the corner. You know, they were treating Damian Pierce like he should be treated by far their most talented and best running back. And now here we are after week one, especially when there were leverage plays in this game, John, third and one overtime, you got to have it. I don't have a problem with Rex Burkhead getting carries during the game. I have a big problem with Rex Burkhead getting the biggest carries in leverage situations in this game. Nobody is going to disagree with you on that. Everybody believes the same thing. And you'd hope when they go to Denver that Damian Pierce has more touches than Burkhead. Because right now their running game is pathetic, just like the last two seasons. Maybe it will change, maybe because – Tunsil didn't play in preseason. Justin Brett didn't play in preseason. Kenyon Green played one game in preseason. But, man, oh, man, they look like they got the same old problems as they've had, even though it's early. And as bad as everybody feels in Houston, can you imagine how they feel in Indianapolis, come down here and almost blow a game to the Texans and end up with a tie? No, John, I mean, and they made so many mistakes. They did everything they could to give this game to the Texans between penalties, you know, the roughing the punter penalty that kept the, got the Texans out from the shadows of their goalposts on fourth down. Um, the, you know, there, there were pass interference penalties. There was Rodrigo Blankenship single-handedly tried to give the game to them at the end of regulation and in overtime with the two kickoffs out of bounds and the missed field goal. I mean, it, John, they did, the Colts did so many things wrong today that the Texans really, really missed an opportunity here. Let me just point something out. This may be the last time I'm able to say that this season. The Houston Texans are tied for first place in the AFC South. How about that? How about that? Yeah, 0-0-1. Is that the most AFC South-looking standings of all time? Oh, right? my goodness. The Titans, Titans blow a game. The Jaguars came back, could have won at Washington. They blew it. In the end, the division looks really bad after one game. It does. So, hey, maybe Lovey Smith is a delicate genius then. If this division's that bad, maybe 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one gets it done this year. <laughs> Who knows, John? Who knows?